was Mark Semby with Jingle Bell Swing. And it's a lovely way to start a podcast. Nice, upbeat, uplifting tune. Hmm. So, to our subject this week. Is your reputation worth anything? Is it actually worth having a reputation? So, hello and welcome. This week's subject on reputation comes from a person in France who asked the question... What was the definition or value of having a reputation? So what's your understanding of having a reputation? Actually, what's your understanding of reputation? I have heard it described as an overall quality that has character as seen or judged by people in general or recognised by other people with some characteristic or ability of being clever or in a place of public esteem or regard, having a good name or trying to protect your reputation. Has it ever crossed your mind what people think of you? Have you ever used those words with a sense of anguish or in a moment of anger? My God, what would people think of me? What happens if somebody sees what I've done? What will they think? What will people think if you're rebellious or outside the normal standards of behaviour for social contact? A very good standard at the moment, I would safely say, is asking yourself the question... Is what I say and what I do truthful, honest, real? How do people see those standards in me? Is that my reputation? Have I a reputation of being on time? Have I a reputation of being nice, kind, polite, mannerly, respectful? Or do I have the reputation of being a bully, a predator, a gossip, a chatterbox? What is my reputation? And am I happy with my reputation? For example, 
If I tell you that I'm going to turn up at 11 o'clock and say this is a weekly thing, but I'm constantly late and don't turn up till half 11, what's my reputation? If I say I'll meet you at 11 o'clock and yet I always turn up 10 minutes early, what reputation is that? Which one is better? Which one would I prefer to have? And does it really make any difference what other people think anyway? Now, there are people who would say it matters less to them than to others. And we have to understand that the opinion of others is not equally made in all situations. What we don't do is stop to consider what others might be thinking, especially if the context is a good one, because we're sure that our status within society is unaffected. And yet, on the other hand, you have negative opinions that will be held by people outside of our social networks that may not have the same weight as those within my social network. Why? Because they're less likely to have an impact on my future relationships or for my future decisions. We only question our reputation when we have social standing or our social standing is being threatened. Then we have to start to think, oh my God, what will people think? Those of you who have children, and I'm talking specifically, I suppose, those who have teenagers, what are your child's reputation in society? Are they seen as, oh, very respectful and loyal? They always help out and very mannerly and always say hello to the older person, so on and so forth. Or do they have a reputation of being druggies in with a wrong crowd? They're as bad as the crowd they're in. They're very disrespectful. They shout and roar and they set fire to bins or they just generally make themselves a nuisance. Now, in both cases, the question will arise. What is my reputation as a parent? In other words, what will people think? Just a question. Where are you with that? What would you like your reputation to be? You can't be all you can be. Life's your canvas, sketch your dream. You can't be all you can be. Times when you must change Circumstance will be as such that to remain would hollow out all the riches from your Shadows it may
Josh Mitchell with All You Can Be. Isn't that the truth? We can be all that we can be if we open our minds to it and behave in a different way. I don't know if any of you have ever played the game Farmville. You know one of those apps on your phone where you get a badge for your activity on the site. Well, Would you believe me if I said this game is in fact almost like you're drawing on the psychology to a response of social recognition in the real world? In other words, the more acceptable your actions are, the more socially accepted you are. However, you won't have the benefit of a really wonderful virtual badge. But if you think about it, you're not going to please 100% of the people 100% all the time. It's an impossibility. And we all belong to many, many social networks, personal networks, our social bubble at the moment during the pandemic. And it's also true that... I suppose a lot of these networks will overlap. In other words, we might be dealing with some people from multiple social gatherings or settings at different times. Now, the problem with interacting with some people from different social settings is that our relationships will also vary depending, of course, on the context, because our social relationships and networks will have different values depending on the network that we're using at that specific time. But does this give me a license to behave badly? Take, for example, you're at work and you have a bit of banter, naturally enough, you know, but you're very respectful. You're very, you know, you do your job, you get on with it. You you have your social interactions at the water cooler, as they say in America, you know, or you might have a little bit of lunch together or you might not. Or you might sit at your desk looking over at the other person and just get on with your work and no communication. Then the office party comes around. Wow, 
Maybe I had a little bit too much to drink at the office party last night. Or maybe the desire to communicate with the friend made me do something rude and then I leave the present social network I'm in very quickly and abruptly, which leaves that social network of friends I'm with to wonder, what happened to her? Where's she gone? Now, on the positive side, our social networks can really support us through tough situations. But the nature of that social network also matters. Take, for example, a celebrity or somebody with what is it that they call it? Face famous. And they behave clearly badly. And in social circles, all their prior good deeds will be reduced in people's eyes because they will only see the negative behaviour. In fact, where the good behaviour prior to the bad behaviour may appear hypocritical because of the present bad behaviour. So that brings me back to my question originally. What is my reputation really worth? I personally believe that our reputation is one of the most powerful and influential things that we have in life. There is so much in our life today that is dishonest, untrustworthy, disloyal and many other things. The only thing we can hold on to is our reputation. And with so much depending on that reputation, it is necessary to maintain it. So I'm going to give you five little tips to help you see whether or not your reputation is working for you rather than against you. Number one, and like I said earlier, if you say you're going to do something, then do it. Now this I know sounds really, really simple, but think about it. How many times did you request that a friend send you something via email or if you've asked a friend to pick up something for you, only to discover that they have neither sent you what you wanted by email or they haven't even picked the thing that you wanted picked up? Would you give them the benefit of the doubt or would you be annoyed? Let me turn this around. What would you do if you were asked to send something via email or you were asked by somebody else to pick something up for them and you didn't do it? Between loads of emails coming in, the phone constantly needing answering, family or friends, all the issues that everyday life can get in the way. What other excuses can you come up with that you've not fulfilled the very thing that you've been asked to do? How would you feel? I think it was Henry Ford that coined this phrase. Now, I'm not 100% certain, but I'm open to correction on it, around you cannot build a reputation on what you are going to do only on what you do. Number two, try saying thank you more than you do at present. I think when it comes to reputation, one of the easiest things that makes a huge difference in people's lives is when we say thank you. Now, I know it's only two little words, but we all like to be thanked for something we've done and it makes a huge difference in our lives when we've been thanked or at least appreciated. For example, Sending a personal thank you card to somebody will have a huge impact and influence on their day and, of course, on how they think about you. Why is this? Well, it's because you've taken the time to see them, to thank them for something that they've done for you. And they are more likely to talk about that card or that email, which builds your reputation as a nice person. So it's about going out of your way a little bit and not just expecting or presuming that they know you thank them or that they know you're grateful. It's in our actions that our reputation is built. Number three, do not allow the relationships that you have around you to go cold. Here's a good example for you. Have you ever said to somebody, oh, let's keep in touch or I'll ring you next week and we'll make a date. We can meet up for a coffee. 
And yes, inevitably, you never do. What is the other person going to think of you? They will probably make an excuse, oh, she's really busy and, you know, she could be away and I'm not really on her radar. But is that the truth? Or have we just used words that we don't really mean? Trying to fob people off and sometimes even knowing that we're not going to make that contact. My question then would be, why would you say it? Are you not as good as your word? What will they think? Well, I knew she wasn't going to make it. I knew she just wouldn't contact me. She does this all the time. Is that how you want to be seen? Is that what you want your reputation to be? Our reputation depends on how we keep our relationships fresh and new. Some psychologist, oh, I can't remember his name. I think it was Dunbar or something like that. Did some paper years and years and years oh, back in old God's time where he looked at the human brain and its capacity to maintain over 150 relationships at any one time. So why do we keep letting people down in our everyday life? So if we take that example, if you promise to keep in contact, and if you were the one to say it, then you need to be the one to do it. Don't be the one that loses their reputation because you were just being polite, with no intentions of carrying out what you said. A reputable person goes way, way, way beyond a concern for oneself or your advancement. Try to look at helping other people because you can. If you're a business person and your next door neighbour's child is in college studying business studies, maybe you can help by offering some time to speak with them to answer maybe their, their simple questions, give a little bit of guidance. And maybe if one of your colleagues needs to leave 30 minutes early, maybe for a family commitment, why not offer to cover that time for them? How would that make other people think of you? You might not always have the wherewithal or the ability to know how to help others. But that's fine. But isn't it a good thing to be able to say, I'm not sure how I can help, but what would you like me to do? What do you need? I might know somebody that can help. Now, I'm aware that this all sounds very, very simple. But if you mean it, it will give you a real sense of opportunity to offer your skills, your thoughts, your ideas, your suggestions, or sometimes just to be the person who listens to spend time with. Why are people who give of their time and attention to other people such extraordinary people? And why do we value them so much? Well, I believe it's because none of us has enough of either, either time or attention, for our own reasons and our own excuses. Me, as a Catholic, I have to remember the line in the Ten Commandments, love thy neighbour as yourself. Because if I love people the way I love myself, I will behave appropriately. Unless, of course, you hate yourself. Then you'll hate them as well. And you'll behave out of that. Which one would you prefer to be? Number five, try going beyond what is expected of you. When somebody does something for you, how do you feel about that? It wasn't something that was expected. We can't feel delighted. What will you remember? Will you remember them going the extra mile? If you're a business person and somebody asks you for a reference, maybe offer them a second one. If you say you'll meet a friend or that you'll contact them, then do it. Don't make excuses. 
And if somebody has done something for you that you're really happy about, try saying thank you. It's two words. And if you want, buy them a card. Say thank you. Call them by name. Mary, thank you. John, thank you. Matilda, thank you so much for doing that. If you want to stand out with a good reputation, these will go a long way in making that happen. And again, here comes another quote. One I heard actually very recently when I was reading... Oh, can't remember what I was reading. See, I read these things and forget. But I read it somewhere. When I was looking up this subject this week, I think it was the guy who used to own the newspaper. uh, The English newspaper. Oh, God, what was his name? Murdoch. uh, uh, Rupert? Rupert? Robert? Oh, something Murdoch, anyway. And he said, A reputation is more important than the last 100... Thousand pounds. Now I can I can hear you actually say, well, if I had a hundred thousand pounds, I could do anything, and it's true, we could. But how much of it would you give to charity? How much would you give to family? How much would you give to somebody who's down on their luck? Or would you be watching the pennies? Here's something you need to remember: we do not have control, and will never have control over our reputation. We will only ever have an influence over our reputation. Because I suppose it's like most things. It's external influences that builds our reputation. However, it will remain one of the most important assets we hold. And it's much more important than any job, any house, any car or even money. So what are the benefits of having a good reputation in your life? Well, let's put it this way. You cannot stop others from gossiping about you. But having a good reputation can save you when people rise to your defence without your ever even knowing it. But you might hear about it later on. Or you may never hear about it. So think about it. We are all caretakers of somebody else's reputation. And we're in a society where being simply accused of something can convict you in a court of public opinion. I suppose... What I would like to see happen in society is where we presume not only the innocence of a person, but the goodness of a person, until the consistent facts proves otherwise. None of us were born bad or with a bad reputation. We all need to be kinder and a lot more gentler with each other. Having a good reputation will provide you with a target or a goal for something to aim towards. Sometimes we may not even feel like we deserve the reputation that we have. That you're not that good. I would suggest that you allow the good reputation give you the motivation that you need to continue to improve yourself. Having a good reputation will give your life, for want of a better word, a better strategy to be able to market yourself. When I find somebody whose performance and behaviour outshines somebody else's, they're worth knowing and I will consistently be in contact with them. And remember, a good reputation will always influence other people. Think about it. If we didn't have positive role models when we were children, it's time we became our own modern-day role model. Now, I know many people think reputation doesn't matter, and shouldn't matter, and that we should all focus on doing our best at being our best, and let others think what they may. I would agree to a point We should never manipulate what others think, because it doesn't work. We will lose out on the opportunities we might otherwise enjoy. And remember this, 
Caring about our reputation and enhancing it does not mean that we want others to like us. But what it does mean is that I recognise that as a human being, I sometimes can judge a book by its cover. And if that book itself is a good one, what's the problem about caring about having an attractive cover? So again, I come back now to you and ask you the question again. Am I happy with the reputation that I have at present? And am I talking to old people, young people, anybody? What reputation do I have? And am I happy with it? And if I'm not happy, what am I going to do about it? Maybe I should stop gossiping. Maybe I should stop sending innuendos. Maybe I should stop being nasty towards people. Stay safe. Stay well. Namaste.